All My Love, stories of hope, support, and inspiration from a birth mother. A podcast brought to you by Adopting.com. The things that I have learned from other birth moms. I feel like in the world of adoption, as an expectant mother, your greatest resources are going to be other birth moms. So, you know, find a support group in your community. If your community doesn't have one, there are Facebook groups that are amazing. There are some, you know, there's some that are good, some that are bad, you know, you kind of got to go with the energy that you feel. There are some really negative ones, really bitter birth moms, and I don't blame them. You know, everybody has a different experience and that's okay. Um, For me though, it was... I think the only reason I was able to make my decision to place, to work through preparing to place and to handle post-placement life, the only reason I was able to do any of that was because of the other birth moms that I know, that I've watched, that I've met and been there for and that have been there for me. Um, So some of the biggest things I have learned from other birth moms are number one, picking a family. There is no bigger pressure in the world than looking at profiles, trying to find where your child belongs. And, you know, I got so many, some of the most helpful tips from birth moms who have been through it. They told me, you know, just think of it like Tinder. But for parents, instead of looking for somebody to date, you're looking for somebody to be the parent of your child. So, you know, sometimes on dating apps, you're looking for looks, you're looking for, you know, there's different, so many different criteria. So the most important thing to do is to write down your criteria. What do you want in a parent for your child? What, what things why are you looking at, why are you looking at couples? Obviously there's, there's something that you're looking for that you yourself don't have. You know, some of my criteria was obviously I want my daughter to have a mom and a dad that love each other, that are nice to each other. I want them to be able to grow up with animals in their home because I wasn't, I did never get to have pets and I'm not able to provide my son with a pet. I want I want her to be able to have a pet if she wants. I want her to live in a light, open space. I don't want dark and dreary and cluttered. And, you know, I want, I want her to be able to have adventures. I want her to be able to be her own person. So I wrote down this criteria of things that I wanted in parents. And as I read through profiles, there were, I would click on them. And then I read through and there were some that I was like, this picture is perfect, but reading through the criteria, reading through what they wanted and, and like specifically, did they want an open adoption? Did they want a closed adoption? What kind of open adoption did they want? Those were some of the very biggest uh, make or break points for me. I saw so many profiles that said, They wanted an open adoption. We'll send pictures in the mail every six months. We'll send an email once a month. 
will friend you on Facebook so that you can see what we post and things like that. I was like, I'm sorry, but that's not going to fly for me. That might be the kind of openness that works for some people, but I knew what I wanted and I wanted a very open adoption. I wanted my daughter to know me, to know who I am, to interact with me. I wanted to be able to go to dance recitals or soccer games. You know, I wanted to be all one team for my daughter. I didn't want to just be somebody that hears about her. So I learned how to decide what I wanted and how to look for I wanted look for what I wanted on profiles. Um, I also learned, you know, some fun things from birth moms. I learned how to announce to a couple that you were choosing them. I learned that it's okay to talk to more than one couple. Um, I think one of the most fun things was learning different announcements. So I, you know, I wanted the family that I chose. I wanted my daughter's parents to know that I had chosen them. I didn't want them to have that worry of how many other potential parents is she talking to? Like, do we know if she's actually chosen us? And so I had my friend cut some vinyl and put it on a little frame with her ultrasound, the cute little rhyme, basically saying, hey, like I've made my choice and I want you guys, you know, if you want to go through with this, I want to go through with this with you guys. Um, and then I also learned different, different ways, different announcements for gender reveals. And so that was fun. It was fun to be able to still announce stuff and have people be excited about it. Um, I had a really hard time being excited about it just because of my past experience of being a single mom, teenage pregnancy. I didn't feel like I could announce or post much about my pregnancy. And so it was fun learning how to communicate with them about this baby and make all those exciting announcements. Um, I learned so much from other birth moms about grief, about how it happens, what are the triggers, how to get through it. I, some of my best friends really most of my close friends are birth moms now. And they all went through grief in different stages. Everybody does. Some were angry. Some were fine because they really hadn't accepted it yet. Um, so I learned how to get through the grief. I learned what to do on the sad days. I learned what to do on the angry days. I learned how to accept what was happening I learned how to get through it. And I learned that grief won't sneak up on you if you schedule time for grief. And that probably sounds silly, but I feel like if you feel a little down, if you feel like, oh no, something's going to happen, I'm going to break down anytime. I'm sad. I miss my baby. I feel empty. Give yourself some time. Take, set a timer. To look through pictures, look through stuff from the hospital. You know, give yourself time to feel it. Give yourself time to cry it out, to be angry, 
to yell, to scream, to sit and stare, but give yourself time to grieve. And then it won't sneak up on you and it won't turn into a giant meltdown. So moving on, just a couple of tips for hopeful adoptive parents from the experience of, a, of an expectant mother who's now a birth mom. So I just kind of wanted to go over a few different things on this. I want to talk about things that caught my eye on profiles, important parts of your profile. The first things that I looked at on any profile before I read through it, I went to specific spots. So I want to talk about those. I want to talk about when, as a hopeful adoptive parent, it's okay to reach out to an expectant parent and how to reach out. So what caught my eye on a profile? When I was looking through profiles, the very first thing is going to be your picture because that's really what you have to go off of as an expectant mother before I need something that's going to make me want to click to read your profile. So that picture really is the first and foremost, most important thing and what caught my eye. I wanted smiling. I wanted happy. I wanted to see that you as parents were in love. I wanted to know that you loved each other and, and respected each other just on that photo. I wanted to see that in your photo. Um, I looked for photos that were bright, brighter, um, outdoors or natural light. You know, I really loved the lighter ones. Why? I don't know. But that's what attracted me. That's what made me want to click. Um, and I just being able to feel your energy once I did click on it, feeling your energy in the words you wrote. I wanted it to feel like we were having a conversation, that you were there talking to me, that you saw me and that you understood what I was going through rather than how, okay. So I'm a really big analogy person. And I feel like the best way for me to get my point across and to get people to understand what I'm thinking in my brain is to make an analogy. So looking at profiles is like a dating app. It's like Tinder, or it could even be like, like Craigslist. You've got all of these ads and you're looking for one thing and you have all of these ads that are in that category. So you have to find that one thing. And so that's, that's what it felt like. It was what had the most eye-catching headline, but what was the most promising for the product if we're on Craigslist? I'm not saying that parents are products, I promise. So once I click onto a profile, the most important things for me, the most important pieces of that were photos. I wanted to see how you lived your life. I wanted to see what your pictures were of. Were you in different places? Were the pictures always in the same place? Were you in the same outfits for these photos? Was it all one photo shoot? And that's all that's on your profile? You know, I wanted a variety. I wanted to see, I wanted a glimpse into your life. Um, I wanted to know age. I don't, I knew a lot of kids growing up who, by the time we were graduating high school, their parents could hardly make it to graduation. And I understand that that's probably me being picky, but I'm allowed to be picky when I'm choosing parents for my daughter. So I don't want this to come off harshly because also I feel like your child will find its way to you. And if 
you haven't been matched yet, just know that that's not your baby and your baby is waiting for you and working to find you too. And it will happen. But just know that if you don't get matched, it may be these reasons, it may not be, but these are what I was looking for. And this is how I found my daughter's family. And I feel like, you know, it's all meant to be. Everybody's out there trying to find each other. So I don't want you to like take any offense to this, but this is just things that I look for. So just be you really. So I would look at age. I would look at jobs. Do they have secure jobs? Is one working or two working? Um, what are you looking for? I went right into the stats. What kind of adoptions are you open to? I read about whether or not they wanted an open adoption. And if they wanted closed, I didn't even, I didn't read any further because open adoption to me, I feel like is the only option unless there are extenuated circumstances where the birth parents aren't healthy for the adoptee. But I, you know, definitely I wanted an open adoption. I wanted to know what they felt was important about an open adoption. And then really, I just wanted to know. I wanted to know about your life. I wanted to know about who you are, what you love. And then I would picture my child in those photos to see, do I think this child will fit there? Do I think this is going to work out? So now let's move on to how to reach out to an expectant mother. And this is something that I feel like is very important for hopeful adoptive parents. And again, I don't mean this in any offensive manner, but to put it bluntly, when you as an expectant mother say anything about thinking about adoption, whether you've already made a decision or you maybe have a couple in mind, maybe you don't, but I feel like the second couples find out about an expectant mother, you guys turn into vampires. And I really don't mean that offensive, but I need you guys to think about one expectant mother and then their friends see that they're thinking about placing and they reach out to couples. And then there are other couples that just see it. So then there's all of these couples out here that know of this one expectant mother. And even if just half of those couples think, I'm just going to reach out. I just want to throw my name in the pot. Then all of a sudden, this expectant mother has inboxes blowing up. And it's so overwhelming. I remember I had already chosen my couple before I said anything on social media about even being pregnant. And I posted, I know most of you probably know what TikTok is. If you don't, it's, you know, an app and they have recordings and you can film yourself lip syncing, dancing. Uh, doing stuff along to these sounds. And there was one that was like a baby mama song. And I was like, this is going to be so clever. I'm just going to announce that I'm pregnant and that I'm placing. 
and show everybody this ultrasound to this baby mama song. So I posted it and, you know, I hashtagged adoption, open adoption, because I had already spoken to the couple that I wanted to place with. And I felt like my wording on that post was pretty absolute. I'm placing and I, you know, I'm not looking. I don't want suggestions. And within hours of posting that, there were couples that were tagged on it. There were people in my DMs, sliding in the DMs. And I had to take a break from social media because I had so many people reaching out. So when is it okay to reach out to an expectant mother about wanting to get to know them, about wanting to potentially adopt their baby? The one and only circumstance that it is okay to do that is if there is a post. If you see words in front of you that blatantly say, please reach out. If they don't say anything about send couples my way, I'd love to talk to you, please reach out, then please don't. Because they're already overwhelmed, they're pregnant, and more than likely wasn't expected. There's probably, in most cases, some trauma relating to that conception. So, unless they specifically say to reach out, please don't. And I don't mean that to be harsh and I don't mean that to be rude, but I'm also, I'm not known for sugarcoating things. And adoption is not all unicorns and glitter. There are good things and there are bad things. There are easy things and there are hard things. And so I'm not going to come in here and sugarcoat things. I don't want to hurt feelings, but I'm also not going to be unicorns and glitter all the time. (laughs) Um, So now let's talk about how to reach out. If there is something about, please reach out, send couples my way, then in that way, that is so okay. And I encourage you to do that because that may be your child. That very well could be your child. So if people want you to reach out, if they want people to reach out, if they want couples sent their way, then do it. And when you do it, don't overwhelm them. You know, ask how they're doing, how they're feeling. Care about them because I know that hopeful adoptive parents, the end goal is to find a child, to add to their family, to complete their family. And I understand the longing. And I couldn't ever imagine the grief and the loss and the heartache that comes with trying to adopt, trying to find that other piece to your family. So when you reach out, though, just remember that this expectant mother is a human as well. And so reach out, ask how they're feeling, introduce yourself, have a real conversation. Don't make it just about the baby. Make sure that you're able to have a conversation and that you're honest, upfront and honest. Try to not sugarcoat things because sugarcoating things just leads to misunderstandings. So those are my tips that I have for hopeful adoptive parents on this go around. So I kind of just, before we wrap this up, I want to talk about plans 
things that I want to put into this podcast, where I want to take this podcast. Um, I want to talk all things adoption. You know, I want, I want to share my education. I feel like there's never too much education about adoption and you can hear things worded in different ways. And sometimes it won't stick until it's worded somewhere, some other way. And so I want to just share, I just want to share. I want to word vomit to you all about all things adoption, because I could talk about it for days. I want to share education. I want to share my experience. I want stories. I want to share stories about my adoption. I want to bring birth moms on to talk about their adoption. I want to talk about what's been helpful for me. I want to talk about the good and the bad, the ugly and the pretty. I want to talk about it all. And I want to do that with guests. You know, I want to bring on my family to get their perspectives. I want to hear from them about how adoption has changed them so that you can hear how it affects families because I didn't know. And that was one of the biggest things that I wanted, like that I wish I had known before placement. And I want to be able, I want this to be a resource for everybody involved in adoption. If you're a hopeful adoptive parent, I want this to be helpful for you. If you're an expectant mother and you don't know what you're going to do, I want this to be helpful for you. If you are planning on placing and still expectant, I want this to be something to help you plan for the future, to help you know that somebody else understands you and knows what you've been going through. I want adoptees to know that they have a voice and that their feelings matter and that their feelings are valid, whether they're good or bad. I understand that there's so much adoptee trauma and I feel like that needs to be addressed. I want You know, I just want anybody and everybody that could possibly be involved in adoption, even if your coworker is an adoptee or your coworker is a hopeful adoptive parent or your coworker is an expectant mother or a birth mom. I want this to be helpful for anybody and everybody that listens. And so I want to bring on guests. I want to bring on my family. I want to bring on adoptees. I want to bring on adoptive parents. I want to bring on counselors and therapists like the one I worked with that helped facilitate my adoption I want to bring on adoption lawyers I want you know to have them come on so we can talk about the legalities the legal side of it all and most importantly I want birth moms there is I know that in social media there's a lot of representation on all angles of the adoption triad but when you look at podcasts There are so many adoptive parent podcasts and there are, there's quite a handful of adoptee podcasts. And the one that's lacking in the podcast world right now is birth moms. And I really want birth moms to have a presence in the podcast world to help share their experiences, their education. You know, I think that birth moms need a voice. We need to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, and we need to hear it from all different places because no adoption is the same. So, and lastly, I really, really want this podcast to, 
I want you to feel like you can come to me. I want you to be able to send in questions and I want to give you an honest, not sugar-coated answer. I want to answer the easy questions. I want to answer the funny questions. I want to answer the maybe inappropriate questions. I want to answer the hard questions. I want to answer the questions. The answers are going to maybe make you uncomfortable. So with that, I just want to thank you for listening this far. You know, I haven't ever done this and recording myself is terrifying. I'm that person that when I go back and look at like video recordings, like, is that really what I sound like? So I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for listening to me babble on. And I want to let you know that I'm really excited to start podcasting and start diving deep into adoption. So thank you. Thank you. And we will talk more on the next episode.